0: The following is for information purposes only and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of News Radio 680 WPTF and the Curtis Media Group. Before taking action on any advice given, consult your medical professional. Welcome to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. This show is all about healthy teeth and why they are essential for great overall health. And hopefully we'll explain to you why it's important to have good teeth and why it's important to take care of them as well. And to do that, we have to bring in the expert. And that's Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of uh, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann Dentistry. And thank you so much for joining us. It's good to see you here on another Sunday afternoon. It's great to be here after Valentine's Day week. Now, uh, is, is this uh, a, a warning week for you with all the chocolate and everything? Oh, is... I think,
1: you know, all that chocolate, all those highs, now people are coming down and getting sleepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are, and, you know, a big week for flowers as well. But, uh, Dr. man, we talked about this a little bit last week. I guess we sort of teased it a little bit, but we're going to spend much of the program here talking about sleep apnea. And I got to say, uh, you know, this show is all about uh, healthy teeth and dentistry. I wouldn't think that we'd be talking about sleep apnea.
1: That's a a very good uh, perspective. You know, you wouldn't think that a dentist uh, would be talking about sleep apnea, but the fact is sleep apnea um, uh, inflicts about 22 million people in the U.S., and uh, yeah, it's a very large number, small in comparison to the total number of the population. Mm-hmm. But of those 22 million, 80% are undiagnosed, which is a very high number. That's a huge um, number. Because it is a very silent killer, kind of like periodontal disease that we talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a silent, silent killer. And um, so, as a, as a dentist, I see a patient on a regular basis. So, I'm able to look into the, to the uh, mouth. I'm able to evaluate x-rays, and all these um, little things that I see in the mouth um, can, can help determine or give me signs that someone may or may
0: not have sleep apnea. So let's, let's take a step back, and I probably should have done this earlier, but what is sleep apnea?
1: Well, that's a good question. Sleep apnea is basically when a person stops breathing at night. Um, their throat usually closes off, and it, it makes like a vacuum seal, and they stop breathing for you know, a few seconds up to – 10, 15 seconds, depending on how bad they have it. And what that does is it lowers the oxygen saturation in the blood. It's called SpO2. But that oxygen saturation goes down, and it causes the person, uh, sends a message to the brain, hey, you need to wake up. Mm-hmm. You need to take a breath. And so many people um, that have sleep ap- sleep apnea wake up a, mi- a lot of times during the, during the night while they're sleeping, but they don't know it. Because they fall back to sleep really quick, or they go from a deep sleep to a light sleep, mm-hmm. um, so that they can breathe. But um, that is the uh, what sleep apnea is. Basically, you stop breathing while you're sleeping.
0: Oh man, that sounds
1: terrifying. <laughs> really, yeah. was well, like choking to death.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, And yeah, really. a lot, and
1: a lot of times, uh, patients will choke at night, and we hear reports of spouses saying, "Oh, that person uh, wakes up choking." Um, that's that's one of the major signs of, of sleep
0: apnea. So, are there are there other major symptoms that we need to be aware of with sleep apnea?
1: Yeah, there are uh, major symptoms with sleep apnea, and and I, I have this question all the time: like, what should I feel? Since it's a, you know, one of those diseases that is silent, um, many times fatigue is is the number one um, symptom that people feel. Depression is another one. There's many um, uh, times that people feel depressed or fatigue. And it becomes habitual, so they say, hey, this is the way I'm going to feel. They don't know that they can feel better, but what the underlying cause is, is sleep apnea because sleep apnea um, keeps you from getting um, good sleep at night. If you're constantly waking up, then um, you're not going to get REM, which is restorative sleep, which is rapid eye movement, um, which you need about 25 to 30% of that during a, a night. Um, most uh, of, of your sleep apnea patients only get about 1% to 2%. So that restorative sleep keeps you from getting the sleep you need to make you feel energized, to help your endocrine system rebalance um, itself, all those things um, that we see when you get a good night's sleep. So
0: you're going to feel tired during the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I And I, I wouldn't think that depression would be associated with that, but I guess uh, not getting into the REM sleep probably plays uh, into that as well. Yes,
1: because your endocrine system plays a big part in um, you know, giving you the hormones and things that you need to keep you happy, mm-hmm. um, to keep you energetic. And so when your endocrine system doesn't get the REM so that it can't revamp itself, then um, depression sets in. Um, one of the other symptoms that we see a lot um, with uh, sleep apnea is, um, you'll, well, I would say one of the causes is obesity. Okay. So um, obesity. Um, is, is one of the major contributing factors because it puts a lot of pressure on the throat and neck area from the extra weight. Um, and uh, so that, that's one of the symptoms. But um, one of the things that, that sleep apnea causes a lower metabolism, which if you think about it, a lower metabolism can lead to fatigue sure. and some depression. So
0: they all kind of go hand in hand, a lot of the symptoms. Wow, that's that's really interesting. So, uh, when a patient comes in, is this something that you automatically check for, or do you ask about maybe some potential symptoms, or do you notice the airway? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So the first thing, uh, one of the major
1: symptoms that we see with sleep apnea is is people grind their teeth. A lot oh, of people okay. clench and grind their teeth that have sleep apnea. Now, not everybody that grinds their teeth have sleep apnea but most people who have sleep apnea tend to clench or grind their teeth and the reason why is because they're trying to get their airway open and so a lot of times they'll grind their teeth to move their lower jaw forward to keep their airway wider so that they don't close off at night so it's an habitual effect your body has a way of you know trying to overcome something that's harming it and so that's um uh, what happens clenching and grinding so that's one of the first signs the other signs that we see is um you know um snoring One of the uh, major uh, symptoms is, you know, a partner says, hey, snores like a freight train, you know, um, or, you know, chokes at night or someone reports that they constantly wake up multiple times during the evening uh, or, excuse me, while they're sleeping. So those things um, are are what we ask and what we see. Um, Scalloping of the tongue, which is little slits in the tongue, Mm -hmm. that's also a sign um, acid reflux can be a side effect of sleep apnea, which can cause harm to the teeth. So um, all, these, all these are contributing factors that a dentist can help diagnose. And like I said, most patients that see, see the dentist on a regular basis every six months. So it's easier for us to
0: diagnose sometimes than the general physician. That's fascinating because I, I, I wouldn't connect all those symptoms with sleep apnea. But we'll continue our conversation here on Sleep Apnea with Dr. Mann. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. We do this every Sunday at 4.30. And if you'd like to learn more about what you're hearing today, uh, particularly sleep apnea, you can follow up with Dr. Mann at 919-462-9338. That's 919 462 9338. Stay with us. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Jason Kong. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Dr. Charles Ashley Mann here alongside me, and we're having a conversation about sleep apnea. And if you're like me, I wouldn't necessarily associate this with dentistry, but we've learned some interesting facts so far. And uh, Dr. Mann, uh, we learned basically what sleep apnea is and how it impacts people. But what are the consequences of not getting this treated? Uh, sleep apnea can lead
1: untreated sleep apnea can lead to some serious complications. Uh, I, I think I explained um, on the radio uh, earlier about a patient who had severe sleep apnea and um, did not wear a CPAP, which was um, prescribed by a sleep physician, and they ended up having a stroke and dying. Oh my so gosh. Um, it is a silent disease. So um, and, and as I said, a lot of, of people in America walking around undiagnosed. But um, the major complications that we see are cardiac and stroke. And the reason for that is, as I stated earlier, your oxygen saturation in your blood decreases. Okay, so it's going to make your heart work harder to get oxygen to all your cells in your body. So you can imagine your cells are starving for oxygen and your, your heart knows that. So it's, it's having to pump and work harder. Um That, in turn, leads to high blood pressure we 've treated a lot of patients in our practice with uncontrolled high blood pressure or have high blood pressure for sleep apnea, which was never diagnosed with their general physician. and believe it or not, guess what? Their high blood pressure went away Wow um, and I 've had several physicians that i 've worked with that that have called and said, Hey, I can't believe this. His blood pressure is stable, or went away completely. Um, the high blood pressure. So um, that's a great thing. Um, if, if there's anybody out there that has tried drugs to try to um, control blood pressure and they never had a sleep study, um, one of one of the causes could be sleep apnea causing it because it can um, it, it can go untreated, but if it is um, uh, treated, uh, it, it can easily um, cause people with high blood pressure. That 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 can't control it with medications.
0: It can it can make it go away, which is which is very very profound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, does this impact people at a certain age? Is there a certain age range where you're more susceptible to sleep apnea? We um, see sleep sleep apnea starting in an early age, believe
1: it or not. Hmm. Um, although it's not as common. Um, we do see um, young kids, and um, that's a whole other show in itself called sleep breathing disorders in young kids, which we'll, we'll do it in a later date. But um, most of the time, we see it over the age of 45. Um, you know, men are more prone to it at an earlier age, especially overweight men. But, um, you know, we think about uh, the woman saying, oh, my, my husband's snoring, he's overweight, he, he's got sleep apnea. But um, women after menopause are just as likely to have sleep apnea as men. So um, depending on when menopause is for or, uh, what age, um, if women start uh, to feel fatigue or depressed or anything, it may may not just be menopause. It could be that sleep apnea is involved, especially for those who um, are obese or, or even slightly overweight.
0: Wow. Um, now, you, uh, you mentioned we're talking about sleep apnea here, but uh, a lot of times I hear that the way to diagnose this is through a sleep study. I, I would imagine that you don't have a sleep study at the office. How do you diagnose it? Well, actually, we do. Oh, you we do. do have a
1: sleep study. We have um, these devices that, you know, from Watermark, which is a, a respectable company approved by the FDA, and they're take-home sleep devices that diagnose sleep apnea. So um, our patients will take it home that, um, that we're screening, and uh, they'll wear it for two nights, and uh, it's it's pretty neat because it'll talk to you and tell you when to turn it on, and hmm. if for some reason it falls off your head, it'll tell you please put 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 it back on your head. Um, but uh, after two days, we actually download that and send it to a sleep cardiologist in uh, at, at the, um, Greenville Medical School and uh, ECU Medical School, and um, he sends back the report, and then we sit down with our patients and, and review it.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Now, mm-hmm. was sleep apnea always associated with dentistry, or is this uh, relatively new? Yeah, uh, you know, sleep apnea has been around for for quite some time in mm-hmm. dentistry. Um,
1: the problem is, you know, it's it's never been taught in school. Which which there's a curriculum that is starting um, to to come about to teach it in in the um, dental schools. Um, the ADA is now um, uh, approving a lot of different things um, that need to be taught not only for uh, sleep apnea, but sleep, or sleep disorder, breathing in young kids. So I think we're going to see um, even, even it become more and more popular uh, as being paperwork and, and being diagnosed in the dental office. But um, uh, the, uh, the, big, the big key for dentists is um, to making sure that, that we see the signs and that we let the patients know. And that's, that's the main thing. You have to look for the signs. And again, you mentioned uh, um, looking at the airway. Um, we have a 3D x-ray in our um, 3D scan in our office, and it will show us the airway. And the majority of people, not all, but the majority of people that have sleep apnea have a narrow airway. Hmm. Um, we like to see about a 10-millimeter airway. Um, most of the people that have five or less are usually about 100% likely to have some form of sleep apnea. So when we measure five or less, and we measure that out on every patient, we recommend that a sleep device be taken home with them. Or the other alternative is going to a sleep center. And a sleep physician, while you sleep at that center, can diagnose whether you have sleep apnea or not
0: so the the scan to see your airway how is that like a quick process very quick process takes you know about a minute or two. it's, wow. it, it's just a scan that goes around your head
1: um, it allows us and we take it on all our patients because it not only just shows us the airway shows it shows us people's sinus it, sh- it shows us their teeth their jaw bones so we get to evaluate a lot but with that we also see the airway so it gives us a chance to diagnose anyone that has a narrow airway which um, can uh, you know can be the, the major culprit um, for sleep apnea another, another uh, major issue is people who are mouth breathers um, people who are mouth breathers tend to have very large tonsils especially if they haven't taken them out um, they tend, we tend to see more sleep apnea in a higher percentage of uh, uh, mouth breathers than we do in other people so um, that's one of the reasons why you think oh snoring you know, when, we're, when we're on our backs at night our jaw tends to come open and we hmm. tend to breathe through our mouth which closes our airway off so um, one of the simple cures, if you have you know sleep apnea that's mild, is just sleep on your side. Really? Yeah. Um, because sleeping on your back, you're you're ten times more likely to, to have an apnea event than on your side. Stomach is also bad bec- um, because it can actually close off your airway as well. Mm. But um, uh, sleeping on your side can can cure someone who has a mild form of sleep apnea. And it, um, when that when that study comes back from the cardiologist. Um, you're rated in the number of apnea events that you have per hour, okay? So if you have um, below five, um, that's considered pre-apnea or normal. Okay. You know, it's not going to cause any health risk. Um, If you have five to 15, that's considered mild, which needs to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, 15 to 30 is considered moderate, and that's per hour. And then 30 and above is severe, okay? 30 events, wow. 30 events per hour. And uh, so – um, you can see you know how 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 much of a stress 30 events per hour could yeah, have it's on every it. two minutes yeah that's exactly yeah Whew. so um you have to treat it and if you don't treat it um, then then it'll actually get worse it'll get more severe and um we we've, we've had patients with 100 to 150 an hour come into our, our practice once diagnosed so you can imagine they weren't getting too much sleep at night.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh cool, man, that sounds that sounds really miserable. Well, we're yeah. going to continue our conversation on sleep apnea. We're going to get into a little bit more of treatment options and we'll talk more with Dr. Mann. Stick around. You're listening to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF and if you want to follow up more with Dr. Mann on sleep apnea, give him a call at 919-462-9338. That's 919 Four six two nine three three eight. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, and we're talking all about sleep apnea today. And we've gone over uh, boy plenty so far we've talked about what exactly sleep apnea is and how uh you dr charles ashley Mann, can help diagnose it and we've learned of the consequences of ignoring treatment but let's dive into treatment so what are the options for someone who's suffering from sleep apnea how can you have that treated Well, that's a
1: great question you know most people the first thing that comes to their mind is the dreaded cpap mm-hmm you know, continuous pressure, apparition. You know, so basically what a CPAP is, is a device that you wear over your face, on over your nose or mouth, or a combination. And um, it continuously blows oxygen and air to keep your airway open.
0: You look like Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people.
1: Um, it, but but it is a uh, an effective treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it does a great job of preventing sleep apnea. Um, the compliance rate is the biggest problem with a CPAP. Um the CPAP um is a little bit noisy. Um, sure. they have gotten a lot better and they've gotten a lot smaller. Um but um it is a little bit noisy and you do you are connected to a machine mm-hmm. with, with the face mask. Um and so a lot of people just don't like it. Okay, but it's highly effective and I highly recommend it for those as the first form of treatment with severe sleep apnea. Um, when you have severe sleep apnea, you want to try to get used to a to a CPAP because it is the most effective, especially for those who have central apneas, which are basically people who stop breathing for ten or more seconds. Wow! So um, it, it is um, the other the other thing about a CPAP um, is that it dries people out um, when you have continuous air in your nose or mouth throughout the night it, it drives people out they, they tend to not like that too much um the other thing that i hear um predominantly with people who are cpap users who don't use them is that they're hard to travel with you know people just don't like traveling because they take up a lot of their suitcase and now that the airlines are charging for bags everybody wants to carry on now so yeah you know, the last thing they want to use is uh, their suitcase for is, is a cpap machine so um that is why um, the other, other effective is where the dentist comes in, and that's a mandibular advancement device. And remember, this is a medical condition and not a dental condition. Mm-hmm. So it's recognized by de- um, medical insurance companies, not dental insurance companies. Um, so a mandibular advancement device is a medical device that you wear in your mouth, okay? And it, says, and it does just what it, it says. It advances your mandible slightly, um, about fifty percent of your maximum protrusion, we call it, um, so that your airway stays open and it won't close off on you. It keeps that tissue tight that's in the back of your throat that's closing off, mm-hmm. and so that you you can breathe naturally without without any air, and you're not going to close off. Um, we um, treat all mild and moderate cases um, with the mandibular advancement device. Okay, there's about a forty-five to fifty percent compliance rate with a CPAP, Mm -hmm. which is bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, That means that 50, 55% of the people that have been diagnosed are not wearing what they should be wearing. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Um, There's about an 85% compliance rate with a mandibular advancement device. And there's a few, you know, with the many that I've done, I always question my patients, what makes you want to wear it? And and the major reason they want to wear a mandibular advancement device versus a CPAP is the convenience of it. They can put it in after they brush their teeth. And and um, read a book, watch TV, sit in their bed, and if they just happen to fall asleep, they're covered right with with the apnea events. A lot of times, people with a CPAP, they try to wait to the last minute to put it on because they didn't want the noise. They're watching TV or whatever, but they end up falling asleep without it on. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's not doing them any good. Um, the other thing is you, you know you hear the partner doesn't like the noise of the CPAP. So there's there's quite a few. Um, um, positives and negatives to both. Um, so uh, the negative, one of the negative things about a mini advancement devices, um, you know, uh, for some people um, who, who don't like things in their mouth, um, it, it can be a problem. Um, the other thing is um, for people that have severe severe sleep apnea, it doesn't treat them so they get completely apnea free. Okay. Now, having said that. I've had a lot of people who are CPAP intolerant, who won't wear their CPAP, who have severe sleep apnea, that we've erased their sleep apnea with, with mandibular advancement devices. So um, those, are the, those are two options. The third option, of course, is surgery. Mm. Okay, if you have large tonsils that's causing it, it's an easy fix. You get them out and you open your airway back up. Um, if uh, you... Um, have a, a deviated septum that's, that's keeping you from getting as much um, air through. An ear, nose, and throat can do um, surgery to, to, to help your deviated septum. So, um, And then there's some other drastic surgeries where they, they break your jaw and move it forward to open your airway up. A lot of people that have a what we call a class two where their chin is, is retreated in, we see them at a higher risk for sleep apnea because they have a narrower airway. And so a lot of times, treatment for that can be surgery to move that that jaw out um, so that that airway in the tongue has more room. A lot of times, the airway collapses because the tongue doesn't have enough room. And that's one good thing about a mandible advancement device. It moves the mandible forward, which also makes your tongue come forward, hmm. which keeps it from collapsing and causing the air, I um, mean, excuse me, the throat to close off, so the air um, can't get through. So um, those are those are probably the three major treatments. But you know, I always tell people if I've had patients that come in with sleep apnea that are obese and they lose weight and their sleep apnea goes away. So if you're if obesity is causing sleep apnea, um, it can be reversed by just simply losing weight. Okay, people with mild sleep apnea, um, I tend to tell them to stay away from alcohol. Um, if they're drinking, you know, a, a lot of alcohol, um, also sleeping on the side mm-hmm. can can uh, can to, can make mild sleep apnea go away. Um, once it gets into the moderate and severe, um, you have to have some sort of device that that will help treat it.
0: Now, will uh, will these also help alleviate snoring as well? Well, that's a good question because snoring is
1: probably one of the the side effects that we hear the most um, from sleep apnea. Um, I have never treated anyone for sleep apnea that didn't stop snoring. Wow. Okay. And I also use this device f- to help people stop snoring who may not have sleep apnea, but snore like a freight train, mm-hmm. you know? So I use this device for both. And um, I've never had anyone that, that didn't stop snoring um, once this device is used. And, you know, that's a very common um Problem with 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 spouses is you know you snore all night you know I didn't get any sleep and it it can become a major issue for the other person who's not getting sleep it's almost like having sleep apnea when you don't because you're not getting any sleep exactly either. so so um it does help uh, both both spouses get sleep because um if someone does have apnea they can not affect the other person's sleep but more importantly um, they have to they have to treat it because of the side effects the cardiac events the strokes the high blood pressure and, and diabetes and acid reflux and, and all those things that come along with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet a, a lot of spouses, their ears perked up hearing that, that snoring fact. I'm like, oh, I think we yes. need to go see Dr. Mann. And and,
1: and this is not the Zipa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you want to follow up with Dr. Mann, he has two offices in the area. You can visit his Cary office at 315 East Chatham Street in Cary or the Garner office off of Highway 70. New patients are always welcome, and you can call for an appointment at 919 462 9338. That's 919 462 9338. And Dr. Mann, what are we going to be talking about next week? Well, we're going to be talking about crowns. Everybody has heard, hey,
1: you need a crown. We're going to talk about what that means and all the different types of options available.
0: Very good, very good. And if anyone wants to find more information, they can go to smileman.com, is that correct?
1: Yes, and remember, your day will go the way the corners of your mouth turn. So smile, God loves you. Um, If we can be a part of your smile, go to smileman.com,
0: that's smile, M-A-N-N.com, and you can schedule an appointment right online. We are out of time for Teeth Talk this week. Dr. Mann will be back, and you can hopefully join us as well next Sunday at 430. I'm Jason Kong for Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. This has been Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF.